Hello, are you interested in starting your own podcast? I think Anchor FM is the best. Here's why. With easy and fast setup, you'll be a pro in podcasting right out the gate. There is no additional equipment to buy because you can podcast right from your phone, your laptop, or your desktop computer. Anchor has great editing features such as music and even splitting your podcast in sections. And Anchor does all the distribution for you to Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google, and more. And the best part about Anchor is you can make money with no minimum listening audience. So, download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. to welcome one and all to my podcast, Let's Write Steno. My name is Sandy, also known as Steno Duchess. I am your host this evening, and I'd like to thank you so much for joining me tonight. I always make my podcast at night, so I'm always referring to the nighttime. <clears throat> Thank you so much for being here. Please subscribe to my podcast if you have not already done so, guys. I'm going to try to be as consistent as I possibly can. (laughs) And if you have not already checked out my uh, YouTube channel, please go to Sandra Stenography um, on YouTube. And uh, please... subscribe over there and check out all the wonderful uh, videos that I have uh, uh, for you guys over there. Bring the microphone a little closer so that we can get all nice and cozy this evening. All right. Hope you can pick, hope you're picking me up nice and clear. All right. And uh, with that also being said, um, let's see here. You can support me on uh, this great podcast made just for my port reporters um, and my voice writers and my captioners, all my future court reporters. Um, Please, you can support here on Anchor FM by clicking on listener support. And um, I do have a, a few supporters, and I'd like to say I just picked up a new one. Thank you so much for supporting over here at Let's Write Steno. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Shout out to you. You know who you are. And uh, also, um, I think that pretty much wraps it up uh, for the introduction. Let me see here. Um, tonight, this is, or, or what I'm bringing you, it's on the Interstate Commerce Commission hearing. And this is a transcript that was done 
quite some time ago, but as always, it's still relevant today. And what I would like to do when it comes to this transcript here is read you how the person who put this book together um, would like for you to practice this particular material. Um, We won't get through it all tonight. So, of course, this will be a continuation into season four. All right. This is, uh, I believe we're still in season three. And I think, but don't quote me, we are on episode episode 13. This is going to be a bonus. So let's go ahead. I want to let you know, he says, this is just what he says. You do not have to write this part, but just, uh, you could just listen. He says, um, pretty much, uh, the following pages contain the shorthand notes and their transcript of the hearing before examiner Smith. This matter should be taken from dictation a great many times. The phrasing carefully adhered to and the notes made as neatly as possible. First, however, it would be well to read the shorthand notes very frequently and gain a familiarity with them, which will enable you to write them easily and without hesitation. Too much work cannot be devoted to them for making of correct shorthand notes or steno notes and one case drills you in the correct formation of the outlines and enables you to write the matter correctly and with the least possible effort. Read every outline you make, get acquainted with your own notes. After much practice work on this hearing, Write it from the beginning to the end and then transcribe your notes on the computer and compare your transcript with that given in this book. First, write a cover page that may consist of the title, the docket number, the date, appearances, your name, and address as the reporter. Make the second page an index such as shown on page 43, and then write the first page of the transcript as shown on page 44, and the third page will begin the proceedings as shown on page 46. Please transcribe this. Please do this. Please follow these directions. This is what you really should be doing when you're practicing anyway. And I know it's a lot of work. And I know it's like, oh, well, I just want to write. But writing will only get you halfway there and you will never gain speed. Oh, am I preaching to the choir? Is that my phone? All right. Anyway, let's go ahead and get started. We've got... um. For the appearance page or the index of witnesses, which is going to be uh, your, uh, let's see, your second page is going to be your index page here, 
And the index of witnesses is Solomon Lipman. That's L-I-P-M-A-N. So I should put that Lipman. And then we have, which um, he comes in direct examination and does cross-examination as well. And then we got W.D. Hudson. And then we have the complainant. Uh, and then we have W.J. Craig. Um, for the index of exhibits, exhibits, which is on the next page, if I can talk tonight. Um, we've got the complainant's ex- exhibit A. Witness Lipman, page 68. We've got Complainants X Exhibit B, Witness Hudson, also page 68. We've got Complainants Exhibit C, Witness Lipman, 72, page 72. And we've got Complainants Exhibit D, Witness Lipman, and that's on page 128. Then we have the title page, of course. Um, the expert court reporter is where this is from. Um, and then we have before the Interstate Commerce Commission. Um, I'll leave the link so you guys can see how they have it set up and how you uh, can go ahead and copy this. Be great practice for you during this COVID virus. Go ahead, get this transcript on and pop in. All right, um, let's get started. Writing in five, four, three. Grabbing my two, one. This will be nice and slow, nice and even paced, slow reading. So you can get the practice in because I need you to practice this several times. So the first time is definitely going to be slow. Around 100, maybe 110. All right, ready? Savannah, Georgia. January 13th, 1914. 10 a.m. Before J. Edgar Smith, Special Examiner, met pursuant to notice, appearances, all caps, colon, George W. Beckett, open bracket, Buford, South Carolina, close bracket, attorney for complainant, R. Walton Moore, Esquire, open bracket, Washington, D.C., by M.P. Calloway, 
Esquire appearing for the Atlantic Coastline Railroad Company defendant proceedings examiner smith gentlemen the interstate commerce commission has set for hearing at this time and place the complaint of solomon lipman against the atlantic Coastline Railroad Company. This case is known on the docket as number 6042 and was filed August 27, 1913. Is the complainant ready? Mr. Beckett, yes, sir. Examiner Smith, is the defendant ready? Mr. Calloway, yes, sir. Examiner Smith, before beginning this proceeding, the examiner calls attention to the fact that it is not practicable from the complaint to tell just what particular violation of the fourth section is in issue and that in the event fourth section complications are developed the commission asks the carrier to give reference to the particular application under the fourth section, which is relied upon as protecting the rates in question. The carrier should make at this time in connection with this hearing such defense of these fourth section violations as would be made in case the formal application had been assigned for hearing in connection herewith or the record should show that the carrier makes such defense and waives any right that it may have for a formal hearing in connection with the particular fourth section violations which may be involved in that particular proceeding. You may proceed, gentlemen. Mr. Beckett, 
we will offer in evidence a letter from Mr. Calloway. I would like for you to state the object of this. I would like you to state the points in the complaint upon which you expect to rely. Mr. Beckett, we will show that the fare from Bridgeland, South Carolina, to Monteith, Georgia, is 65 cents. That the fare from Monteith, Georgia, to Savannah, Georgia, is 25 cents and that the fare from Ridgeland to Savannah proper is a dollar 10 cents more than the aggregate of the two fares. <clears throat> that there is a bridge for which any excess charge might be made and that it lies between Ridgeland and Monteith. But no such excess charge is made for that part of the road. That the district from Monteith to Savannah is thoroughly settled and therefore, the suggestion contained in the answer of the Atlantic Coast Line that the sparsely settled condition of the country accounted for the 10 cents difference does not apply. That is the sum and substance of it. Examiner Smith, there is no question as to the rate of fare and no question as to the difference, is there? I see in the answer of the Atlantic Coastline Railroad Company that the actual distance between Monteith and Ridgeland is 24 and a half miles and between Monteith and Savannah is 10 and a half miles. Mr. Beckett, there will be no dispute about that. And under the circumstances, I will not desire to introduce the letter. Examiner Smith, the answer goes on to say, 
that the tariff on file with this commission shows the distance between Savannah and Montiet as 15 miles. The defendant admits that the rate of 65 cents fare between Ridgeland and Montiet and that the fare between Montiet and Savannah is 25 cents. Is it not fair to assume, although it is not stated in the answer, that the mileage coupons collected from Ridgeland and Montiet would be 25 in number for 25 miles and from Montiet to Savannah 10 in number 10 miles Mr. Beckett Yes, we have had two gentlemen come down last evening to prove that. Examiner Smith, if you make the trip in two parts, that is, from Ridgeland to Montiet and from Montiet to Savannah, it will be 25 plus 10, Mr. Beckett. That is what happened yesterday evening. Mr. W.D. Hudson, a traveling man, did that last night. Examiner Smith, and if the mileage book is offered at Montiet, for a continuous trip to Savannah, the number of miles taken out would be 40. Mr. Beckett, my client says 39. Mr. W.J. Craig, under the tariff on file with the Interstate Commerce Commission, and according to our regulations, he cannot take any intrastate mileage from a book from Montiet to Savannah. Our interchangeable mileage ticket is not good in Georgia points. Examiner Smith as a tariff proposition it is impossible you say mr craig yes sir examiner smith the complainant offers to prove by two witnesses that as a matter of fact it is done mr craig if it is done it is a violation of the tariff and a violation of our rules and regulations. Examiner Smith, formerly, it was true, was it not?
Mr. Craig. No, sir. On the contrary, we took 39 and 5 tenths miles or 40 miles. The combination was not fixed according to the tariff and according to our instructions. There is no tariff that would warrant that statement. Examiner Smith. Now, just to get this straight in the record, suppose at the present time we arrive at the mileage from Ridgeland to Montiac. How many miles would be pulled Mr. Craig, Ridgeland to Montiac, we would pull 25. Examiner Smith, I understand that at present, the intrastate mileage is not good in the, in, in the state of Georgia. So you could not pull anything from Montiac into Savannah Prior to that change in the tariff from Ridgeland to Montiac, would it be 25 miles? Mr. Craig, Ridgeland to Montiac? Yes, sir. And Montiac? to Savannah, 15 miles, Examiner Smith. Now, how late was that effective, Mr. Craig? Our corrected regulations went into effect June 1st, 1912. My chief clerk tells me, Examiner Smith, <clears throat> So that the old practice to which I have referred ceased on June 1st, 1912, Mr. Craig. I do not know that it existed prior to that time. Examiner Smith, but interstate mileage was good. Mr. Craig, interstate mileage was good until December 17th of the past year. Examiner Smith, assuming then that a man had interstate mileage to use from Ridgeland to Montiac and interstate mileage from Montiac to Savannah, is there such a thing? Mr. Craig, yes, sir. Examiner Smith, how much would be pulled in that case from Montiac to Savannah? Mr. Craig, under the orders of the Railroad Commission of Georgia, we pull 10 miles from Montiac to Savannah. 
but it would require the purchase of two books. And we understand that the commission has ruled on the combination of any two rates. That is going to end it for tonight as far as dictation. Please, there are so many briefs in this particular, uh, just this small amount that I've read to you tonight. Um, please be sure to practice and practice and practice until there is no hesitation at all. Uh, thank you so much for joining me this evening. I will... Hopefully, you will subscribe and follow me if you have not already done so, so that you can continue to join me for the rest of this. Uh, when we come back with part two, we will be uh, having the direct examination, um, and Solomon Lipman will be called as a witness, um, and he will undergo uh, questioning by Mr. Beckett. So we will have Mr. Beckett as the lawyer <clears throat> doing exa direct examination, and Mr. Lipman will be on the stand. Thank you so much again for your support and your listening, because even if you can't support monetarily, you support by listening. So thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you. Uh, tell all of your friends about this so we can all have some fun together doing the COVID virus. Um, I will see you guys um, at the next podcast or you will hear me at the next podcast and um, be sure to check me out on YouTube as well. I'm out guys. Love, peace and peace, love and steno. I'm out.